Hi there, welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Squarespace, and we will tell you all about them later. For right now, I am Steve Lubitz, and I am joined, as always, by uh, Games Boss at Giant Space Capriano. Wu. How you doing, Bray? I'm a bit jet lagged. Bit jet lagged. Just got in. Uh, just got in uh, from San Francisco. Raising money is really, really exhausting. You would not <laughs> think that it would be this exhausting. It's very, very exhausting. So, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm recording the show. So you flew in all the way from San Francisco, and boy, your arms are tired. Just oh God, don't, <laughs> Steve. Don't, <laughs> Steve. I can't take it today. Don't. <laughs> sorry. Please don't. Was... Please don't. Please I'm don't. sorry. Uh... Happy to be here. A lot of good video game news. This yeah, week. I, I was. I, I appreciated the de- the uh, the dad joke and the destiny uh, the destiny news that came out this week about them doing a refer a friend where they referred to the new players as kindergartians. So, oh god, yeah. So, so they're trying to win me back pretty hard. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that <laughs> yeah, works. they were like, we got to get the Steve Lubitz audience. Yes. That's all. I'm the I'm the one that I'm the one holdout. So, so we also have uh, editor at the at the Mary Sue Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm doing pretty good. It's a nice day. Birds are chirping. Something, something. I don't know. <laughs> birds are chirping. Yeah. No I mean, here they are. Here it looks really nice out. They've I'm all flown out. south from Canada to uh, to Massachusetts, apparently. That's it. We, we're just watching them fly away. Yeah. Well, they're on their way. They're on their way to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where birds go. I don't know anything about <laughs> birds. This is a video game show. I'm they, not a bird watcher. They go, I, thought, I thought they go to Rio. Isn't that where they go? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. For someone that doesn't know anything about birds, you've played a lot of bird dating sims. Yeah, you should know exactly That's where true, the birds go. true, but I have not played Angry Birds, believe it or not. How have you not played Angry Birds? I avoid. I have avoided it. I have avoided it Wow. for no reason, but I don't think I've ever played one of those. <laughs> anyway, huh. Georgia probably has, though. Yeah, yeah so we also, have, uh, <laughs> we also have psychotherapist and editor at, senior editor at imore.com and Angry Birds assumed enthusiast, uh, Georgia Dow. How are you doing, Georgia? I'm doing well. I have played Angry Birds. I have. It, I'm not a. I'm not a huge Angry Bird fan, but I've played it. They are making a movie of Angry Birds somehow. That's that happening. Seems very wrong. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. Too it much. seems weird to me too. I keep seeing stuff about it and determinedly not covering it because I'm like, that's not real. That's not a thing. I don't have to write news about that. It's not happening. I think it's a thin thing. I think it is. I I don't want it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> We should talk about we, – we should just get the introductions out of the way and get right to the most important news of the week and possibly the most important news ever in the history of the show. Uh, <laughs> of only the show? In the history of the universe. Well, Come on. Well, possibly of, of ever, of all time, but at least that we've of ever time, covered on the show. Of Ocarina of time, if you will. <laughs> of all time. So Nintendo has found a way to get us to cover a Nintendo Direct. Bye. <laughs> Would we have boycotted it? I guess we would have. We would have boycotted it otherwise. We don't, we generally don't go over them unless there's something significant. But uh, there sure is something significant this week. So so they had a, a Nintendo Direct for Thursday night, which is the first Nintendo Direct that they've done uh, since Tutaro Wada uh, passed away. Uh, and there was actually some question about whether there was going to, ever going to be another Direct or not. Uh, so this was the first one that they've done since then. And there were a number of things that got announced. Um, but the one thing that did get announced is that there's a game, uh, a version of Hyrule Warriors called Hyrule Warriors Legends that's coming out for the 3DS. And the big news to come out of that game is that it will include a character named Linkle, who <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, 
say that again, Steve. Uh, a Linkle. <laughs> I can't hear anything. I can't yes. hear anything. Yes, a low dream come true. Okay. <laughs> I think one of my speakers just blew. <laughs> Justifiably. Justifiably. So Linkle is a uh, female Link. She's uh, it's There's some question of whether she is a, ver- a female version of Link or whether she's Link's uh, younger sister. No, it's like Thor. She she is Link. Like that's it. Yeah, it's like how Jane Foster is Thor now. She's Link now. Like that's just how it works. Doesn't Link will have their own background that's different than the storyline of Link? Yeah, but they haven't explained it yet. Plus, Link has a bunch of different backgrounds across all the games because, like, anybody could be the hero of time in theory. So, presumably, one would hope there's some universe within Zelda where Linkle is the hero of time, or at least that's what I'm crossing my fingers for, personally. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand. I've waited for this moment for so long. (laughs) So long. I want her to have her own game. I I want Linkle Fever to last forever, and I want it to just be part of video games forever. I want That's to what see I want. Anita Sarkeesian put in charge Nintendo and then <laughs> we just erase Link from all games before this and it's Linkle from now on. Yeah, she plays the ocarina, she diverges the timeline and then Linkle is canon forever and all those other games are out of the canon. I have to say the name is, I don't It's like strange, it. right? It's just, Although in Japanese it I guess me- it is pronounced like Linkaru, right? Like it's not pronounced the same way, which doesn't sound as bad. But Linkle, Linkle, Linkle rhymes with Tinkle. It's like, it's just, (laughs) I know, I don't know if they know, I don't know if they know that like that sounds like a diminutive here in the States. I don't know if it means the same thing there. Like, I feel like Nintendo's had a lot of names that sound terrible until you've heard them about 50,000 times. Yeah. Like the Wii. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Or Amiibo or that, that Mitomo game that they announced. I'm sure that we'll get used to that. So. Amiibo is not too bad, but it is hard and weird to spell, at least for Americans, where we're like, why is there two eyes? But I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's Nintendo. They don't care what we think. They just don't. <laughs> they're going to do what they're going to do. Nintendo's going to Nintendo and that's it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. In this case, though, they're Nintendoing in the right direction, I think. Yeah. So, Brie, you want to expound on your? Are, are you are you able to form sentences yet? To, to no, explain? no, I um, I <laughs> no. I love the the I have loved online the 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 watching the sexist attacking me for being so happy about this. And the most I love this is sometimes you'll have like these regressive gamers. They'll try to like use social justice language to like get us angry at each other. It's so obvious, and they're like, "But don't you understand?" And this is the Miss Male character trope that Anita Sarkeesian is talking about. And I'm like, yeah, okay, why don't you, like, try to be a decent human being, <laughs> and then maybe the stuff you're saying will come off as genuine, <laughs> because <laughs> like, oh, it's just beautiful. I love this character. I love the dual crossbows. She's yeah, an amazing yeah. design. Um, I'm just, I'm super thrilled. I'm super thrilled. Yeah, she has two crossbows instead of a sword, which is so cool. That's a that's a sweet look. And she's basically wearing Link's costume. There's got to be a master crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, see, yeah, she pulls a crossbow out of a so- out of a stone. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or like an arrow, I don't know. I'm flexible. A crossbow of time, something something. The crossbow of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want her to be the hero of time. I really want there to be, I want this, I want Nintendo to recognize how excited people are about this because I think that's why they did it. Like they have sort of teased in previous announcements, like, oh, we see people are really want Link to be a girl or be a woman. Well, many people thought that Link was a girl. Right, because Link so, has long hair and yeah. wears a tunic. Yeah, even yeah. in the announcement for the Wii U one, there was some controversy – or not controversy. There was some some question whether Link was male or female in that trailer because there's, yeah. so uh, there's so little footage. And Well, Link has always been sort of an androgynous figure in terms of like the gender signifiers that he wears. And that's cool. That's what, something that I think is really cool about Link. But exactly. also it's fine if Link is actually a woman. That would be fine too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good thing that that Nintendo's actually like paying attention at all because to fans. Yeah. To, yeah. Or to very anybody out of character outside for of them. Nintendo because they're, <laughs> they've been very not able to do that. And this came out last year. Courtney Holmes has this really great piece of Pinkselkin that I'll that I'll link that goes through a lot of the the history of where this character first came whoa, out. Whoa, whoa. What is that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking link on this. Frank is here. He's got breaking oh legal news. We're just now getting the information for our sources. Okay. He's handing me this. The RGB value of the green in Lincoln's jacket is 133, 164, <laughs> and 42. Thank you, Frank. Frank. Yes. He's going to get us more information. That, that was good news. Oh, that man. was worthwhile being breaking news about Link. Thank you. I can now theme my blog in Lincoln colors. Our, our, our roving correspondent. Frank. Oh, Frank doctor. is on the ground getting hard news about Linkle. That's yeah. a, Frank is our research is our research department. <laughs> yeah. He knows a lot about games. This is my, my secret. I have learned that you do not ignore reviews from Alexa over at GameSpot because every single time I ignore what she says, you know, I buy the game anyway, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd listened to Alexa and I had sixty more dollars. And she did. She <laughs> she warned me. Not to buy Hyrule Warriors. She told me it wasn't a good game. Yeah, I didn't listen to her. Yeah, I put $60 on the table, and I wasted $60. And that's my main concern here, is yeah. that as much as I love Linkle, um, you know, this is that Hyrule Warriors kind of sucks. That's the one problem with this game. I know. And they did a lot of cool stuff with, like, the character designs in Hyrule Warriors, but that doesn't necessarily make the game... Yeah, the game wasn't good. You see, that's the sad part, though, is that if you don't support this, then this may be like, you know, you want to encourage a company for doing the right thing. Yeah. So you don't, they'll be like, this is for like a 3DS version of Hyrule Warriors that she's going to be in, like the separate game, right? It's like a remake. It's it's almost like a remake, basically, of of Hyrule Warriors for the 3DS. So it's probably going to be like $30 instead of $60. Phew. It's still a lot lot of money, though. (laughs) I know a lot of money but 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 we're all gonna buy it anyway is that how that sounds the biggest worry though is that if the game doesn't do well people will say well it's because it was a female character that's That's, worry. well she's only one character out of like uh, over a dozen so i don't think it would necessarily be because of linkle that it didn't do well it would be because it's a game that didn't do well on the, the Wii U that they, for some reason, decided to port for the 3DS because bringing the graphics and the horsepower down to run it for, will somehow make the game better. I don't, I don't know why they're, they're even making the game. That's the problem. 
but I don't think it would be because of Linkle that it would not sell. I think yeah. it, there's a lot of other reasons that it wouldn't sell if it doesn't sell. This would help the sales because this gives people a reason to look at it where they might have just written it off. Yeah, I think that's why they're doing it. I think they're kind of testing the waters with fans by introducing this character in an environment where there's already multiple characters. Oh, no! <laughs> Frank has come in with some more breaking Linkle news. Thank you, Frank. He's handing it to me. All right. And the anagram for Linkle is L Link. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Oh. Go ahead, Maddie. L Link. Not L Linko. Right. Just L Link. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like th- I feel like they're sort of trying to see what fans think of Linkle off the bat. And God, I hate that name. Sorry. I know. Should I call her Linkaru? I, I, I like don't that know. better. <laughs> I do like that better. I, I think that's how it's pronounced. It. Hopefully, hopefully some Japanese it. listener can write in and tell us how it's pronounced. If not that. I don't know. I don't know Japanese. <laughs> I'll probably buy this. Just because uh, I want yeah. to see how she plays. And I like the idea of it. But it's not... I, I would rather see her be in her own game. I, I would really like to see something like that happen. Yeah. Or, um, or have her be even an option in the Wii U one. It, it, you know, not necessarily the only, the only character, but if you had a choice between Link and Linkle to play in the Wii U version. I think this is the greatest history of news. Like, this is the greatest moment in all of mankind's history. And I think, like, it's as though millions of Zelda cosplayers have now, like, <laughs> had their wildest dreams come true. And I'm very, very happy about this. I hope there's a boy version of Zelda now, like Zelda or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what that my daughter, be... I show this to my oldest daughter, and she, she's like, is there going to be a boy Zelda? I'm like, that would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so then Linkle has to go sell it, save Zelda. That Zelda. would be acceptable for me. Zelda sounds like Birdo's like yes. like disturbed old, older brother or something yeah. like that. There we go. There we go. I guess it could also be El Zelda. El, El, Zelda. El, Zelda. El Zelda. El Zelda. He's actually a luchador. So is there other news to come out? Well, do well. Do we want to talk about Cloud being added to Smash Brothers? I got it straight out. I didn't read anything. I read Linkle News, and I kept rereading, and then I looked at the history of the Hero of Time to try to figure out where Linkle fits into it, and um, then my brain just fried, and I passed out until the show. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. So, Cloud is... Who's Cloud? Cloud from Final Fantasy Seven. Meh. Final what? Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy Seven. I'd never heard of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> the handsome sure. guy with the big sword. Yeah. That'll ring a bell. Come on. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Exactly. Irrelevant. I guess there could be a female version of Cloud. That would make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to put lightning in? Call me when they put lightning in. Yeah. Seriously. Come on. Cloudle is really hard to say. Cloudle. (laughs) Cloudle sounds pretty cute, though. You got to admit that's pretty cute. I like Cloudle better than Linkle. I do, too. (laughs) Cloudle. We'll petition. We should title this episode Cloudle. <laughs> Cloudle. Oh. Uh, so is it for all versions of Super Smash or? Uh, usually they come out, they come out with a DLC for both the 3DS and the Wii U version. Though the Wii yeah, U that's what they the did with Ryu when they added Ryu in. And this seems like a similar sort of cross promotional thing in that obviously Ryu is not within the Nintendo universe, but he's in the game. This is similar. 
I mean, you know, I was uh, on the plane coming back to Boston, and you know, Square Enix sent me an email that there's new, a new title coming out called Final Fantasy Explorers, and they always send it to you, and I'm like, oh God, I don't want to read this, because it ended up costing me $100, and I open it up, <laughs> and sure enough, they're like, hey, if you follow these ridiculous steps, Brianna, we'll give you this special edition, and I'm like, oh, they know my weakness! <laughs> they know my weakness! Yeah, I'm looking, there's some dumb game coming out called Final Fantasy Explorers for like 3D whatever and I'm like oh god I'm not even going to play this because it looks stupid and I'm still going to spend $100 on it like oh, I am no, so dumb no. I am so dumb what are the steps is it like you have to drive around and get clues <laughs> oh that would be cool like is it a treasure hunt is it like road <laughs> rules where you have to go and drive to different Ooh, places yeah and yeah that would be really it. fun I that might would be great. amazing that would be worth it. I yeah, would, exactly. I would, I would do that and not even have to want the game. Like you yeah. drive to like a mysterious yeah. wooded area yeah. and then you have to dig up a pendant and then like the pendant has a game code yeah, on the back. like those geo, geo, uh, geocaching. geocaching. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yes. Yeah. No, you usually just have to use Square Enix's terrible website. <laughs> Which is very similar to geocaching. Yeah, that is like an adventure in the middle of the woods when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. So they're also releasing uh, they're releasing Zelda Twilight Princess HD in the beginning of next year. Yeah, that seems like a weird choice to me. What do you think of that, Steve? I I don't I didn't really like. I mean, I I famously don't like the 3D Zeldas for the most mm-hmm. part, which you know John Syracuse makes him cry every time I say it. But but I I don't know. It doesn't look as good as the Wind Waker release just because it, the art style is harder to kind of improve the wind waker was more cartoony it was easier to make those make those those visuals look better yeah i feel like twilight princess already like was a certain standard of of quality in terms of how it looked which which wasn't necessarily the best but it's sort of hard to improve upon that within the scope of what the wii can already do or the wii u can already do i think because it's sort of there's the stylizedness of it but i do really like midna so she's cool but that's pretty much the main thing I liked about Twilight Princess. Other than that, I could really take the take or leave the whole game. <laughs> but Midna's really cool. They should put Midna in Smash. That'd be sweet. There you go. You should you should write in. I don't know if they're still taking that poll or not. I don't think they actually pay any attention to that. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody's just been putting Goku from Dragon Ball into that poll for like the past year or whatever. And he's still not in Smash. So clearly Nintendo doesn't care. I guess what's interesting about Cloud being in Smash is that it now opens the door for characters who have never been on a nintendo system to be in smash though yeah but i mean ryu and cloud are both in smash and they're both sort of tied to games that i would see already having a marketing push like street fighter 5 and the final fantasy 7 remake so i feel like there's financial reasons for those characters to be in smash as opposed to fan reasons but hey maybe i'm just being negative again well, maybe, maybe then we'll get ratchet and clank in smash brothers that'll be fun be weird <laughs> they're making a movie of Ratchet and Clank too. Speaking that's, of that's video why game I said movies. that. Yeah. Oh, 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 I thought you meant there was like a game coming out. But yeah, well, yeah. there is a there is a game coming out based on the movie, based on the game. So cool. Yeah, sure. It's Inception. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the, oh, and they're re-releasing Pokemon on the on the eShop, which is notable only because they've worked away for trading to work in it. That game sucks. Yeah, I don't know that I'd want to yeah. play it because yeah. I mean I. I'm so used to like the quality of life features in the new Pokemon games that I don't know that I'd want to go back to red, blue and yellow, but I guess it's nice that it's 
It's you there. Can I could probably give it to back. one of the kids who don't know any better yet and just have them play that. But. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> God, but, Steve, you should be a connoisseur for your, your children. Like, you should help them not play bad versions of Pokemon. Like, that game is really antiquated. I, yeah, I, yeah. I want them to learn that life is suffering and that they, <laughs> they need to suffer You should suffer just the give them the E.T. game and be like, this is what I grew <laughs> up on. I mean, I don't want to get arrested for child abuse, Maddie. <laughs> you get that and then you get home alone. Yeah, like you give them E.T. and Maureen is just <laughs> quietly calling child services in the background. Being well, like, if you want I'm your kids not to husband. want to play video games ever again, that's yeah, the way yeah. to do it. There we go. Wean them off. You don't understand. He's making them play the game that Atari buried in the desert. You need to come right now. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, Steve is like, I played a E.T. uphill both ways in the snow, in the rain. Uh, so I have to say with uh, you know, Twilight Princess, um, you know, when that game came out, um, I was working at GameStop and I didn't have enough money to afford any video games because I was working at GameStop. <laughs> and so it's actually the the one um, Zelda I've actually never played ever, oh, wow. um, even though I can say every single word of the commercial that came out that oh, year God. in my sleep because it was all that played on the freaking TV. <laughs> store for like five months straight so i don't know but um i'm really i'm I'm looking forward to that and you know steve i have to say i think um i think your opinion about 3d zeldas is wrong <laughs> no i know my opinion about 3d zeldas is wrong i'm not i'm not saying that i'm right yeah, opinions okay. can be wrong and this is right. an example of right. that like yeah, i I, right. I don't like a lot of things that pe- that people normally like and that's just my own damage i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the game i'm just saying that i'm not excited about it because I just can't get into the 3D Zeldas for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, it's not bad. I mean, I say that in comparison to Zeldas that have come out since Twilight Princess. By comparison (laughs) to those, it's pretty good. Um, But I I didn't like it as much as Wind Waker, so I think I was kind of hard on it at the time for that reason. Because that was my comparison. You know, it's always the thing when they make a game sequel, though, like, right? Like, are they actually going to make a game and try to make it a great game? Or are they just going to make a money grab, try to make you know, game off the name because people that really care about the game will buy it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then they're parasitizing their own like fan base. And that upsets me. So whenever a game comes out, I'm like, Meh, I'm going to see. Like, I, I just I'm a little bit jaded to, you know, sequels of any kind. I'm well, like, speaking of sequels, Georgia, I'm, I'm doing a transition <laughs> to the Tomb Raider topic. What do you think? What do you guys think of that? I was going eh? with it. You should have eh? just went. We, we, we can do that, but I need to talk about Georgia's use of the word parasitizing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Go for it. What? Where? Go what? for it. I've never even heard that before. It's that like word, rendering a parasite. Is that what it? Yeah. I assume that's what it, it means. It means <laughs> they don't actually have when, parasites in Canada, so this is that's no. What the problem it means comes. it means when you eat at something that is within your own ecosystem. So it's your fan base. They're people that would be loyal to you. And then you do something horrible to them, and then you lose your own fan base. Hmm. I don't know if that's what's happening with Zelda or if it's just a confluence well, of different factors. Well, if it's a great factors. game, then wonderful. But whenever you put out another sequel and they put out all of these games, mm-hmm. and some of them are like, you know, they kind of thought about it, but they didn't really spend a lot of time and effort to it. It, it destroys the entire mythos of, you know, the games because then you're a little more cautious the next time. What are you, which one are you talking about now? Are you talking about Skyward Sword or are you talking about Twilight Princess? Or or, or the Dynasty Warriors build that it features Zelda characters. <laughs> it's it's just, you know, 
like people just it's all the entire the entire thing of people making many different games that we love and some of them are you can tell that they really didn't care about putting out a quality game and that Georgia Margaret me. Dow, I will not have you talk <laughs> about Margaret Nintendo Dow. that way. They have consistently held themselves <laughs> to the highest standards <laughs> of never, ever abusing their consumers Steve, and yes. their loyalty. Steve, that's, why they're, that's why they've restrained themselves and there are only 10 Mario Party games. Did you take over Bree's body? <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> I am sure there's some sort of like, you know, body snatchers thing. Steve is no, in Bree, for sure. I, no, I... I <laughs> Trust me, I uh, you I couldn't get Bree to say something like that and have you believe that it wasn't me. So no, I don't. It's, it's, I, I know better than to try. Spe- but speaking of of sequels that aren't uh, aren't parasitizing their their fan base, <laughs> parasitizing, yeah, non parasitic sequels in, in non parasitic <laughs> sequel news. Apparently, yes. Rise of the Tomb Raider is going to be a system seller for the Xbone. <sighs> yeah. So uh, Brie had a, a, a major uh, breaking piece in Polygon today with mm-hmm. an interview with Rihanna Pratchett, which was uh, excellent. Yeah, and some of the it. other Crystal yeah. Dynamics people, too. There's yeah. like a lot of interviews in here. Did you yeah. get to go to the studio? No, but I've been interviewing them on and off for seven months. Oh, uh, wow. And basically talking to them. And, you know, my, um, the first set of rape threats I ever got was in uh, the end of 2013 and the first day of 2014 when I was basically critiquing Giant Bomb for, you know, considering Tomb Raider for Game of the Year. And they're just like, yeah, 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 that game doesn't really do anything interesting. And I'm like, what the frack? <laughs> like, this is one of the most important games ever made for the reasons I laid in this piece. And we're we were talking about the erasure of women in the video game industry. This is what happens. Games like Tomb Raider do not get noticed. So, you know, the long and short of it is, um, you know, Tomb Raider Underworld, Lara Croft 7, um, you know, came out in 2008. And, you know, it was a fantastic game, but it was continuing this kind of, uh, you know, Lara Croft as a sex symbol idea. And, you know, it's like you're out on a small boat and she's in a wetsuit and the camera's zoomed in on her butt and, you know, like kind of this old thing of just hypersexualizing her. And the game failed. The game failed beyond belief, even though mechanically it's reasonably similar to the newer Tomb Raiders. Um, so they sold 1.5 million copies, and then Tomb Raider 2013 comes out, and they eventually go on to sell 8.5 million copies. So that's kind of a big differential. And, you know, this is the Crystal Dynamics sat down. They got to a point where they're like, obviously this old formula isn't working. Let's sit down. Let's reimagine the character from the ground up. And they hired Rihanna Pratchett, and they really altered the character to go from this hypersexualized, um, you know, cartoon character, which, you know, Maddie, you and I can like hypersexualized cartoon characters in certain circumstances. But in the case of Lara, there wasn't really a character there. So yeah, yeah. I did, um, you know, I got access to the game early and it's it's a great game it's not as good as the last one well the story is much worse than the last one even though it's still very good um but mechanically it's a much 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 better game um and i just i love this game and um i think something was really interesting i'd love everyone else's feedback on this but um you know i think it's very telling that you know anita sarkeesian got that game and, you know, she spent a lot of her review time um, basically blasting the game for being violent. And, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, kind of praising it for taking Lara in this new direction, 
like where she is always treated as a person. Um, so I don't know. Um, I mean, I think the game is fantastic. To me, it's game of the year material. Um, I do agree that there's a, there's a lot of violence, but this game is a lot more about exploring and navigation than the last one. And, you know, to be honest, the combat abilities don't really matter that much. I don't know. I, I really love this game. And, um, you know, I, I just don't agree with Anita's interpretation of this. So I'm, I'm curious what everyone else here thinks about that. Well, I mean, I, I think that the game does something really different from other violent games, which is focusing entirely on Lara's emotions, right? I yeah. mean, that's, that's been something that I've seen a lot of people talking about on Twitter not not a need necessarily just like other people that I know and your article included is just that there's this huge focus on Lara's emotional state throughout the game, which is something that's pretty new to be doing within that genre. Like yeah. having a game about killing a bunch of people. Like there's a lot of games that I would put into that genre. <laughs> it's a pretty wide genre of games and, and that's, that's fine. I think there's something to critique about that for sure. Uh, but I think that we haven't really seen these games that really focus on the inner life of the protagonist and yeah. and that is something that's interesting to me and i mean there's there's something to be said like i've on this show before criticized the fact that i think that we should also be doing that for male characters and that i don't like that aspect of patriarchy that like we just don't show men having emotion in media ever and i think that's bad but um so it makes sense, I guess, that it would be this woman-fronted game that would sort of strike out and and be doing this new territory. But I actually would really love to see other games following suit on that trend. Like, I would like it if games were more focused on the emotional toll of killing a bunch of people. Like, I think yeah. that's really yeah. great. And I think it's something we should be encouraging games to do if they're violent games. Like, if they're going to do that, okay. But there should be some emotional aspect there that's yeah. a responsibility i think that we that we should be encouraging people to do as storytellers yeah i definitely agree with that and you know i think a, a really big trick with this too is i think the narrative has to justify the violence and in you know 2013 tomb raider that narrative justified the violence to me i would prefer it if you know it's like if you're gonna have Lara killing a bunch of people i don't like that it's all men as the enemy types right and i think if you're going to show the cost the human cost of killing people i think like it's i think we need to have everyone represented there yeah, um, yeah. you know i think that sends some some bad messages but um you know here in this new game um, if killing, you know, the, the the people stranded in Tomb Raider 20, 2013 was justified, killing, you know, Trinity in this new one is beyond justified. Like, I felt fine about every single one of those dudes I, I stabbed through the, the head with an arrow because they are some really, really bad people doing some things I would say are war crimes, like as you see it. And it's just like, the to me, the question if you're going to have a lot of violence is like, is it justified along the way? And I have to say this about this game. Um, you know, I am not in my 40s yet, but it really bothers me deeply that you never see older women in games represented as anything but like the uh, the mother that goes and sends you off in an adventure in like uh, you know um, you know Earthbound or something or Pokemon. Um, and there's a character in this game um, named Anna, and I'm not going to spoil her arc, but she is a 
just an amazing, amazing character. She's worth buying this game to experience. And, um, like, she's filled with anger and hurt. And, you know, you really come to understand her. And you know, just like in the last game, like, Ray's was this really breakout portrayal of, like, a black woman in a game like I'd never, ever, ever seen before. Like, Ray's is a really, really nuanced character. And Laura had to really fight to earn her trust in that same way you see this new character, Anna, really, really represented in an extremely complex way. Um, and, you know, I just, I think it's absolutely amazing. Have, 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 am I the only one here that's played Tomb Raider no. so far? I'm yeah, okay. I yeah. think you're also the only no, one I'm, of us that owns an X-Bone, right? Well, no, I, 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 oh, did you recti- get one, Steve? I rectify both of those things. So, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too far in. I just got to the scene where she gets thrown in the jail cell. So I don't uh-huh. know how far that is. Mm-hmm. Not particularly, I think, because the the problem that I'm having is just that I it's still violent enough that I can only mm-hmm. play it after the kids go to bed. Right. Um, so I'm getting in like an hour or two a night and just trying to trying to work through it. And I, you know, even on easy, I have some like the fight with the bear was a struggle for me. But right, is this um, game longer? Because I know the other one was like maybe 13 hours. It wasn't super long. I'd Maybe say it's hours. about the same length. Okay, know. cool. Um, there's a lot more side stuff to do in this game. And, if you um, want, but you don't have to? or Yeah, yeah. like the, the abilities. Uh, one thing this game does differently is if you'd solve the tomb in the old one, you would just get like a, a bow piece or a shotgun piece. Here, you tend to get new abilities, and some of them are very, very helpful, and some of them are just completely pointless. Like um, there's one that will let you um, like kind of zoom in on animals' hearts for when you stab them. Them, um, which, you know, it helps you kill those exotic animals, but it's such a rare case, it doesn't really ultimately matter. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's stuff like that. Um, Steve, I'd say you're about a fifth of the way through okay, it. Okay, that's so, not too terrible. Yeah, yeah. but I guess yeah. what, what struck me about it, because I'm probably tend to lean more towards Anita's side on the violence issue, um, but I think that the problem that I have with violence in games is that it's it's very more that it's dehumanizing than anything else and like the problem it goes all the way back to like wolfenstein 3d where you got shot by somebody and the only thing that would happen to you is that the number would decrease for your health and Mm -hmm. and there wouldn't be any real like noticeable impact on that and and a lot of games even especially anything that's based on halo it's just like oh well your shields go down for a bit and then you the screen turns red and then you go hide behind a corner and you're fine again and the one thing that struck me is there's a scene very early on where Lara's climbing a climbing one of the mountains and she falls and she lands hard and there's it's pretty clear that she's got a mild concussion because she's stumbling around and it's got like a ringing in the ears and and like all the sound kind of goes away until she recovers from that and that that really struck me as like you know showing that she is a human being and she's going through these trials but they're also actually having an effect on her and that that kind of makes it a little bit more realistic and a little bit less like here's this guy with a with a gatling gun who's just blowing through a million enemies like there's there's definitely a repercussion to it and it makes it feel more real as opposed to like cartoon violence and something like gears of war where you're just blowing through enemies yeah, there's a there's a great scene in uh you know Tomb Raider 2013 where she sustains a really serious injury from that and you have to go through like a 20 minute section. Yeah. 
where you can't jump and you end up having to get to this helicopter and like setting an arrow on fire and like digging it into your leg to like mm-hmm. cauterize the wound. And it's part of her emotional journey to reach inside of her and do that. So yeah, there, there's a lot of that in this game, Steve. And, you know, um, I, what I like about this one is, you know, Tomb Raider 2013, she is kind of more of a helpless teenager that is scared and is trying to survive. Here in this one, Rise of the Tomb Raider is a perfect name for this because she is choosing to go put herself in danger. And something I covered in in my piece is how, you know, I have taken great pains in my professional life to not refer to Rihanna Pratchett as Terry Pratchett's daughter. It's beyond demeaning to her. It's insulting about her professional accomplishments. But she did say, like while she was interviewing, I found this very newsworthy, that, you know, with her father dying this year, Crystal Dynamics presented her with the storyline where Laura is trying to step up into the footsteps, the giant footsteps of her father as she's reaching inside herself and choosing to put herself in danger. And, you know, when Rihanna Pratchett is taking over some of his franchises, you know, that is a lot of art, life crossing over into art there. So um, I don't know. I think it's, it's, you know, I'm not going to try to portray this as a, you know, a masterpiece of, of storyline. It's, it's not, but it is a very, very good one. And, you know, uh, Maddie, you're dead on that it's that, um, it's Laura being a person that is hurt as she's going. Um, I do have to say this, the one thing that really did bother me about this game, and I, I nearly put this in my piece, but I, I kind of, as I was interviewing Crystal Dynamics, I felt that they covered this, is it's hard to not notice that with the last Tomb Raider game, there are a lot of black people in it. And, you know, like, Ray's as a character, and Jonah, and, you know, uh, Samantha, yeah, she's a, a woman of color as well. And it's hard to not notice that we've gone from that to one token black guy that's not in the game very much, and everyone else is white. Uh, it really stood out to me. Um, I have to say, this game is set in Russia and Greece, so I think it's kind of justified by the narrative and, like, not bringing characters like Ray's back for this one. Like, I talked to the narrative team, and they're like, look, in the last game, all she wanted to do was go home to her daughter. And, you know, we, we talked about that in the studio, but it didn't make sense for her to, like, choose to go put herself in harm's way because that's just not what this character would do. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's fair. So I didn't blast them a lot in my public comments, but I do want to say that was a really big step backwards, I think, in representation. I, you know, I think that it's, I think it's a wonderful thing that they show the reality of violence and the cost to it and the emotional cost that she has to go through. But with that being said, the systematic desensitization that we are going through in the amount and graphicness of violence that we see in media in general, but in video games especially, is concerning to me as a psychotherapist. Because if I was trying to train an exposure with people on how to make them less bothered by gore, grisliness, and violence, if I was trying to train better killers, this would be exactly how I would do it. You make, you slowly ex- extend, increase the level of gore, gristliness reality to it while making it fun and rewarding that behavior with allowing your character to go on. And so the problem that we're seeing with games and and some of them, you know, everyone wants to be the one that is noticed and so 
being more realistic is seen as a positive thing. But the problem is, is it does desensitize us to that being something that's bad. And slowly we will become less shocked by it. Uh, you know, if you look back in the 80s, like just having little tiny blood splatters, we had to suddenly have a warning that this is not good for, for young children to play. And now we've moved from that so far. And so when I plan exposures with my clients to get them more comfortable with something that they have an aversion to, this is exactly the way that I plan out my exposures. I say, be relaxed, have fun, let's increase it a little bit, you feel a little bit moderately distressed, then I'm going, we're going to do something that we enjoy, you're going to be rewarded for that, and then we move on and we continue, and then it's rinse and repeat. After a while, your limbic system just won't fire. This will not be something that will be bothersome to that. And so, though I love what they dealt with in her character as being female, I think that female or male, it really doesn't matter. We still have to deal with the fact that um, more graphic violence does affect the, uh, our minds, and especially for developing minds when we're going through especially our teen years where we're doing a lot of pruning of, and growing of synapses. And we're only actually done, you know, when we're around 24. And so we're also dealing with a very vulnerable population that will play an excessive amount of video games and they haven't, they're not already cooked. Mm. I mean, but is it fair to put all of that on Lara Croft? I no, mean, I'm saying this for is... all video games. Sure, Lara Croft, sure. Or the, like, it is just something that we need to be speaking about. I think that the way that they handled her, beautiful. I love that. She actually paid a cost for it. I love that they showed that. I love the manner in which they showed her. But, Do you think that affects the way that people react to it, though? Like, like versus something like Gears of War, which, I mean, I love that game, but I'm not going to pretend that it's not extremely cartoonish and, I would say, cavalier in terms of how violence is presented in that game. You like, know what? If you're dealing with, with trying to not... If you, want, you want, if, you, if you want people to no longer be bothered by violence... Games that are highly graphic, graphic in their violence, and reward you for that is yeah, the perfect yeah. way to do it, not being Laura Croft or any other game. So games that are cartoony in their violence or cavalier in it, there is no cost. It right. actually does not make us more violent or better killers because it's, not, it's like playing a game of tag. It's like playing a game of paintball. No one's actually getting hurt and or suffering and or dealing with it. And so there's... Like, if you didn't play hours and hours and hours of this, you would be shocked by it, and maybe you would think about it, and maybe it would give you something, like a pause to that. But if you're playing hours and hours of relentless suffering and killing and mayhem, that's when our limbic systems recalibrate what is bad. And so mm -hmm. that, no, that becomes, um, you know, if, you, if you're, you're scared of heights and you climb up, you know, 1,000 feet 16 times a day every day, by the end sure, you're not going to yeah. be bothered by that. And that's the problem with it. If it's, you know, a scene that, that it's once in a while or it's, it's a lot of suffering for once and then the rest are not like that, you're not going to have the same recalibration of your limbic system. Whereas, you know, it's, it's something that I have to think about because I'm, I'm raising my own kids and I'm like, you know, would I want them to play many hours of games that are that are similar to this? Yeah, no, probably no. It really does change us. Like the, the yeah. Call of Duty yeah. was made to help. Like only ten percent of people in a foxhole would actually shoot someone to kill. We're made not to do that, and right. so they developed the American Army developed these games, militaristic games, and they increased the kill factor exponentially. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those games are not an accurate representation of what life is actually like in, in wartime. Like, no, people... they, they're getting better at it. 
right? Well, yes and no, because usually you don't, like you just said, like usually you don't kill that many people, even if you're on the ground in the no, military. people wouldn't actually shoot is what their problem was. Yeah, but they're and, trying to train them they, to do exactly, that more. And they did. Yeah, it yeah. worked. They got better at it. Yeah. I, but I have to say, I think like, I, I hear where you're, I, I really genuinely hear where you're coming from, Georgia. And I think, um, you know, there there's a wider question in the industry that I think we're solving right now. There's why do so many games default to violence? And, you know, that's why I was in San Francisco all last week raising money to kind of solve that problem. So believe me, I'm very, very, very empathetic to what you're saying. But I think that the only, if, if you're asking me as a critic what I think of this game. I think it's only fair to evaluate this game in terms of what it is trying to do, which is not solve a social problem, which is to make a really, really good game. And, you know, I think it's very telling that we don't have the same conversation about Uncharted, which is a million times more violent. You know, we don't have this... I think that we have, have this... before. I think that we've okay. had often, haven't we often had... Talks well, on about this games. show, perhaps. But fair, the, the fair, general fair, fair, conversation fair. generally does not have Uncharted and Tomb Raider on the and same I level. I mean, my, my point is, like, the upgrade weapon systems and scour for, for parts is one of the most fun gameplay parts of Tomb Raider. It's why you spend so much time exploring. And I, I happen to catch, like... 30 minutes of Garfield, a Garfield movie on TV. I'm so sorry. And it was it was horrible. <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. But if I reviewed that movie, I would understand it's not trying to appeal to Brianna Wu, you know, 30-something adult woman. It is aimed at children and, and kids. And that is what it's trying to do is provide a censored, safe, you know, that kind of predictable family humor. So in that same way, I think the only fair way to evaluate something like Tomb Raider is through what it's trying to accomplish. And that is, it's not trying to, you know, solve all the social problems in the world here. They were just trying to save the franchise and they happened to make Laura a person and it, it worked. So, and I think there's also something to be said that these are also games that need to sell hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's, we're also in a climate where, Violence and sometimes extreme violence sells really well. I mean, you can go not just in games either. Like Game of Thrones is all is one of the most popular television shows on the planet right now. And, and I don't watch it except when something happens where the screaming from the television breaks through the headphones that I have on when Maureen's watching it. And the last time involved like a child being burned at the stake for some reason. It's terrible. I... Really don't like that show. But that's what people watch. And so there's a business decision that gets put into here, too, that you need to make this appealing enough to get people to buy it. And unfortunately, violence is something that sells in great numbers. So that's something that, you know, it's they have to sell the game, too, unfortunately. And that's that's what sells. Yeah, which I which I fully understand. I'm just not going to paint it with a different brush if we were saying the same thing that women like, you know. 10 years ago that women characters as a female lead didn't sell, we'd still have an issue with it even if that was true. And so I think that you can do both. Um, well, how would you do both? How would you do both? By, by not making it so grisly, by not making it so um, such a gore fest when it deals with it, by not making it hyper-realistic. 
So, I don't think this game is hyper realistic. Yeah, I think it's actually island. better than Tomb Raider 2013 yeah, in that regard. It's a like huge Tony, step up. There. Like Tomb Raider 2013 kind of bordered on torture porn at some point. Yeah, it was yes, criticized actually was very... by me for that. Yeah, and I've never really <laughs> felt like this in the hours that I've played with with Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's like she dies, that happens, and you know, it's clear that she's dead, but it doesn't there's not like the even when she's getting like impaled with something, it's not as grisly as like they don't Tomb Raider show 2013. It. Yeah, yeah, like there were some scenes in Tomb Raider 2013 that turned my stomach, and I haven't seen anything in Rise of the Tomb Raider that's gotten to that that's level. That's good. That's a relief because that was my main complaint about that other game was that sometimes it felt like the game was almost delighting in how much Lara was getting hurt, which was I, – I talked to that team about that choice, and this I, – I have to say I don't think that criticism is fair, and, and let me tell you why. Huh. Tomb Raider 2013 is one of the best narratives that's ever been in a video game. It is truly brilliant. And the reason Tomb Raider 2013 worked is it was had a young girl that was put in an utterly horrific, killer-be-killed situation. And she was someone that was like put in a scene where it's like, look, either kill this guy or he or get raped. And that was the complete over, like, that was what was in that scene underneath it, right? They even had to turn it back down, tune it, tone it down. What that game was trying to do, and I talked to this narrative team about this, is for it to feel like Laura was rising up and becoming a survivor, which is what that game is about. A survivor is born. You had to show the danger that she was in. And that was presented in small ways where she would like fall through a forest and then like you would see her elbow be scratched and she would be holding her shoulder. And it was shown by like when she made mistakes, she died a grisly, grisly death. And I I agree it was hard to to see it that way, but I think part of the reason it was hard to see that was because it was a woman and because patriarchy gives us all these like ideas about what it is and is not permissible for women to do. And I think like if you're going to have a woman be a hero in a situation like that, um, you know, I thought that violence was justified. Now, a lot of people don't agree with me and they toned it down, but I think like it's not something they did to glorify violence. They did it to tell a better narrative. And it's worth saying 2013 is a lot better story than this was. I'm I'm less talking about the violence and the gore. Though, mm-hmm. because there are scenes in 2013 and there are scenes in Rhymes of the Tomb Raider where she gets impaled and it's just the the blood and the gore level. I mean, I'm somebody who watch I watch a lot of like Dr. Pole animal, you know, veterinary hero or whatever it is on National Geographic. And I'm the kind of person who turns away when they do the surgery scene just because I can't watch it. And, and that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. Not the fact that she's in violent situations and that violence is being done to her, but the visual gore level in that game is compared to Rise of the Tomb Raider is all I'm talking about. And I'm saying it was a deliberate choice by them to emphasize the danger she was in. Like I said, um, I, I'm just telling you what the creator intended. No, that's that's so, fair. I, I think yeah. just you know some people sent, some people have a harder time looking at that than others is all. So that's something that, especially if you played the first game, you might be concerned about. And I think it's you know. It's a little different this time. Yeah. yeah well. Yeah. Um, anything else that we want to say about this? Because, or should we? Uh, should we take a break? It's it's literally worth buying an Xbox for, in my opinion. Yeah, I I did, and I feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was a system seller for Steve. It Lewis. was absolutely a system seller for me, and I'm very happy with my purchase. So. <laughs> That's cool. 
Uh, so, uh, so we should take you take a break and tell you that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, where you can start building your website today at squarespace.com, and you can use the offer code isometric at checkout to get 10% off. Maybe you are thinking about building a Lara Croft fan site. You could go ahead and <laughs> go to Squarespace, and it'll give you a place online where you don't have to worry about hosting. You don't have to worry about coding. You can just put a site up in 15 minutes or less. And it'll look professionally designed no matter how much skill you have with web design. If you can type words into a box, you can build a website. And they have all kinds of -of -of state-of-the-art technology. Everything is secure. You don't have to worry about security. You don't have to worry about if somebody starts linking to your site and you get a whole bunch of traffic. Is it going to go down? They handle all of that. They are just rock solid. They have beautiful templates that you can choose from to get started right away. And everything has responsive design. So no matter what what device you're looking at it on, whether it's an iPhone, whether it's the new iPad Pro, doesn't matter. They got it covered for you. And they have 24-7 support, live chat and email in New York, Dublin, Portland. Uh, you can build a store if you want to. Uh, you know, Again, we sell all kinds of slander about Georgia. You can sell whatever you want. <laughs> Squarespace slander. allows us to do it's that. It's not slander if it's true, I guess. Of but, course, you know. of course. <laughs> Uh, and if you do know how to code and you want to start doing that, you can use their dev platform and you can go into the code behind the scenes and do whatever you want to it. Of course, several of us use it for our personal sites. We've all been very happy with it and you'll be very happy with it too. And if you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain name where you can get whatever you want your site to be called and the plans start at just $8 a month. So uh, you can start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today at squarespace.com. And when you do so- decide to sign up, make sure to use the offer code isometric to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for isometric. And thank you so much to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Uh, Squarespace, build it beautiful. Can I say one more quick thing about Tomb Raider before sure. we move on? Sure thing. Georgia, I really genuinely hear what you're saying about violence. I have really good news for you. Um, as we're moving forward as an industry, and as we're getting into AR and VR, um, we're having a lot of talks at conferences and behind the scenes and just friend to friend sitting down as we're designing these games and figuring out how they work in first person about violence, about how you portray it. Because what we're finding is it can very seriously damage someone to, to see these acts in first person. Um, and I, I don't think it's going to be the situation forever. And I think, you know, like in a few months, I'm going to be able to announce what we're working on. We are looking at this problem at a brain chemistry level and are trying to figure out ways to make games work that will have this dopamine feedback loop and reward you for playing it in ways that don't involve killing stuff constantly. Right, so right. I think we're getting there and just our, our best days are ahead of us. Yeah, and I, yeah. I do see people talking about this. Yeah, so. and I, I don't mind, as you know, violent games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't. I don't well, as long as it's orcs that you're killing, I, it's all good. Because <laughs> you need to desensitize people against killing orcs for, you know, the the impending orc invasion. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's good. <laughs> no, I don't I don't mind violent games. I do martial arts. I like yeah. fighting people is is second nature to me. It's something that's enjoyable. <laughs> but having it be really, you know, grisly in that, I'm I'm happy that people are aware of that and talking about it and discussing it because on young minds it does make a difference to that. So thank you, Brie. 
Happy to fix your problems for you, Georgia. <laughs> That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Uh, Who do you think would win in a fight? Like, if you really used your martial arts on me, do you think you would win? Me? Yeah. Well, you. how many? How long have you done martial arts for? Well, I, I haven't really done martial let's, arts. Let's I be am straight. ruthless and sneaky. Yeah, no. so, you have no chance. Yeah. But it's not because it's not because I'm so great. It's because Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's just like really, you could probably take out with six months of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. You could probably take out anyone that did like you know years of karate. Um, I'll, I'll give you a cute little story. So my husband, my my husband went to work, and there's a strong man. He rips telephone books in half, and he's like, "I, uh, you know, Anthony, I know you do martial arts for all these years, but I really think I could take you." He buys horses and eats them. Like he can tear a phone book in half, apples and stuff with one hand. Gross. Um, and my husband goes, "You know, well, listen, Guillaume. I, not only do I think that I could take you, but I think my wife could." And so now it's been said the entire area and so we you know we had to do it so like he came over on a sunday we threw out down the mats and i fought this strong man that does strongman competitions and <laughs> like i'm like my husband must really trust in my abilities and uh you know 10 seconds later you know i choked him out and then wow. uh he's dead now and then no then we started we'll never hear then, from him again then we started training no him and his family it's it's just of course it's not even a maybe it's like saying you know you go to a gun range and you ask someone that that's like been shooting for like 10 years versus someone that's never shot well of course it's not even a maybe um you know and that's you know for for anyone that's done martial arts for a while against someone that's less trained yes you're going to beat them it's it's just the way that it goes and brazilian jiu-jitsu is a really great art in that it's one of the few arts where if you are smaller or weaker than someone else, if you're more trained, you will beat them. Period. Yeah. But see, you're assuming that I'm going to do a stand up fight where I would like, I would be like, three, I, two, one, go. And then I would run out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I would go get in my car and I would wait for you to leave. <laughs> like, that's the way I would fight. See, see breathing and specify in a fair fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that would work. Yeah. It seems fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, my fighting style is run away as fast as I can. So, you know, yeah. that that's that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My uh, fighting style is go learn how to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's, it's Brie, hit them with the cardo. <laughs> yeah. That could work. That could work. You, yeah. you, you'll, you'll take that one. Uh, so... So Are we going to do what we're playing next? What's the... I don't know. Do you want to talk about the Xbox backward compatibility real oh, quick? Oh, right, wanna, right. Or do we, we want to pass Just super that? quickly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a damn disaster. It's really? a damn disaster. <laughs> um, so, like, my husband will play... Uh, he only cares about Gears of War 3. He has, like, seven or 800 hours playing Gears of War 3. It's ridiculous. And, um, you know, while installing Gears of War 3 was very, very straightforward for that. Like, uh, the the update was auto-installed when I came home. Thank you, Xbox and not PlayStation. Um, <laughs> you know... Uh, Favorite child. Right, mm. it is. It is another reason to buy that for Tomb Raider 2015. Um, no, uh, what is very frustrating is signing in is a, a damn disaster. How and so? trying to because like uh, Gears of War three, if you want to play locally, it makes you sign in through XBLA or sign in. So what you're trying to do oh. then is like sign in on Xbox Live, and then if you don't want to pay for this subscription, like someone's got to pay for Xbox uh, Gold, huh. and then we're trying to go through and do all this two factor authentication on Frank's account. It just sucks. 
Mm. It's it sucks. We literally spent an hour last night fiddling with it and an hour this morning. It just takes every bit of the joy out of it. So yeah. it does play very well. And if you're willing to start your games completely over, maybe it won't be so bad. Um, but I do have to say, I think this gives Xbox a pretty big advantage to have all that backwards compatibility yeah. with all your previous games. And I think like... Um, you know, as long as you don't have to bring over a very specific save with all your, you know, um, you know, horde mode levels, um, I think it's fun, but it's really bad for Gears of War three. Yeah. Does does Gears of War three support the cloud saves? Because I think I thought yeah. I saw that the cloud saves were supposed to come over. They do come over, but you have to sign in twice on every single oh, one God of these. Almighty. It involves yeah. So because yeah. I, I was because I was surprised when you said that, but I only have the one controller right now, so I didn't really have any issues with it. I just logged in when the when the update came. I yeah. spent the first four days learning the Xbox One interface, and then they changed the whole interface on me, yeah, which was it's fun. pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> so it's terrible. I felt like I had my, my my feet pulled out from under me, but I just went in and I had a whole bunch of games, some of which I didn't even remember I downloaded because I guess I had like one month where I had where I had gold since I let it lapse, and I all of a sudden had Assassin's Creed two, and I was afraid that Simone had hacked into my account and downloaded it for me. <laughs> um, but. I so I just went in and downloaded it the stuff and then I just started playing it and it worked. I mean it it works a lot better than the ba- than the backward compatibility on the Wii U because it doesn't make you go into a whole separate mode to play it. You just launch it and then it launches like it it launches the game into a 360 mode itself, which is nice compared to like it's it's a disaster on the Wii U because you have to lo- you have to launch into Wii mode and then you have to shut the console completely down when you're done with the game and start it up again if you want to do something else. Hmm. I don't know. I, I played a little bit of Crazy Taxi. It was fine. Um, I think it did. It was one of the things that kind of swayed me because I would like to get rid of my 360 before it inevitably dies. And I don't want to lose access, especially to all the stuff that I've downloaded. Um, I mean, the, the list is kind of anemic right now, but that's something that they'll just improve as time goes on. Um, I mean, it's over a hundred of them. Yeah, so it's a lot. I, a lot of them are like the very first wave of XBLA games, though. Like a lot of the PopCap games, like Feeding Frenzy and stuff like that. I I don't know if I'd use the word anemic. I think I would say some of the 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 most obvious, the best selling games on the system. It's certainly not all of them, but I I actually felt the opposite way. That was a very strong uh, initial lineup. Would you Would you say it was parasitizing? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I would say it's not parasitizing. Actually, yeah, I, I don't know. I was surprised, like, given how easy they made it seem at E three, that it was just like an opt in, that they wouldn't have all the first party stuff on day one. And maybe there's more of a technical challenge there. I don't know. But it, like the fact that things like you know Halo Reach and Halo Wars, or was it Reach or ODST, whichever one wasn't in the Halo um, compilation, that those weren't included at launch, was kind of a surprise to me because I figured that would be a no brainer that they'd just be able to get all those in. But I mean, you know, it's what I got is, is fine. It's certainly more than I would have expected. And it's not, it's, it's a bonus to be still be able to have access to those games. And I'm looking forward to it once the list kind of evolves a little bit more and I get access to more of the games that I'm looking that I would, I would like to have a chance to play again. But I I did like that beyond good and evil HD came over. So now I can maybe try to actually finish that game the third time around. But (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> third time's a charm but i am i am like surprisingly like way more happy with my xbox purchase than i expected to be i will That's say cool yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> it's because i hate everything but um but and, and like being able to watch television through it like i made fun of that functionality like so hard when they announced it and that's like it's a tiny thing 
but it makes the satisfaction of it so much better just not having to switch inputs to play a game. It just that little bit of friction not not being there really makes a difference in being able to just press the the home button and go from watching television to playing a game or even have television playing on the side. Is is it seems so small, but it's really Whoa, like television a big thing. playing on the side? What? Yeah. yeah, you could have it in like the corner and oh, have weird. the and have the sound kind of mixed or you could have the sound on the game off and the sound on the television on. Oh, um, I don't know about that. Well, All we, right. we have a lot of stuff that we just kind of watch in the background. Right, right, right. So if just the sound's going and there's like a little cor- little thing in the corner. Uh, yeah, I guess I get that. I mean, I have done the old po- listen to a podcast while playing a game thing, which I, I know a lot of our listeners actually do. So so I can I can do that. I guess TV is kind of similar, but then you can't really watch it. No, but I mean, I don't, I, you know, if I'm watching Bar Rescue, I can listen to John Taffer yelling at the guy. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't necessarily need to see the cockroaches in the kitchen to know that. That, to know that, they're there. That, that they're they're there. always there. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so, um, all right. So anything else, sir? I mean, we're the only ones that would have. Go buy Tomb Raider. Yeah, go buy Tomb Raider. <laughs> Brianna order she. <laughs> go buy an Xbox One and then also Tomb Raider if need yes. be. Yeah, go do it. And and there are going to be a lot of good Black Friday deals. This is going to be the year to buy it. If you are if you missed out on the deal that happened last week, then go Black Friday. <laughs> George Adele. Yeah. <laughs> do they have Sorry. Black Friday in Canada? Sorry. I don't, I, not really. Somewhat, yeah. They yeah. don't care as much about capitalism up there. No. <laughs> Sauce in the igloos. You know how it is. Right, uh, right. Here, that's right. like a, a national holiday is yeah. Black Friday. A horrible holiday. <laughs> Yeah, it's where the people beat up each other for like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, we stuff, don't, you right? don't need to bring that up. We're doing just I'm, fine here in America. They you, should try Honda Accord, though, to really get their Black Friday sales. I think that would be helpful this year. <laughs> Honda Accord, though. Honda Accord, though. It's dangerous. It's the ancient art of Honda Accord driving. The ancient art of welding the Honda Accord in battle. Right. <laughs> Is that with or without the cow catcher? <laughs> You're fighting me. You, know, just- <laughs> you, you need all the help you can get, really. All right. So, Georgia, what are you playing this week? So we tried to play Keep Talking. <laughs> so I downloaded the manual, which is like 32 pages of, of hieroglyphics. I'm not even kidding. It was really hard. So we downloaded it. We like looked through it, and then I went, I'm too tired. So we haven't played. So I have been playing... Um, the Room 3, and then um, maybe some Candy Crush, because the Bubble King is in play right now. <laughs> There's no judgment here. I don't here. know what that means. I don't know what that means. The Bubble King? You get to be the Bubble It's 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 a little side game that you play, and you get to get a lot. Like, the things that you usually pay for in the game, they'll give it to you for free. If you pass huh. five levels of various difficulties on one life... And then you, as long as you, the, you get to reign until someone else knocks you off. It's like King of the Castle. Someone else knocks hmm. you off from being Like King, King of the Hill or whatever. Yeah, King yeah. of the Hill, yeah. That's what we call it here in America. Sorry. King it's, of the Hill. That's probably what we call it here <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm teasing you. Keep going. <laughs> no, it's true. And so, um, and then you get all of these little bonus things that you get to use later. So, you know, you get to get little gold pieces and you get to get things that blow up blocks for you and you don't have to pay for them. And so when that's playing, I have a lot of fun getting to be Bubble King. If you play it at like really late at night, there's very few other people playing. And so you can reign supreme for longer and get more gold. Cool. All right. <laughs> Candy that's crush. I'm very concerned for you. <laughs> I'm very, very, very concerned for you. 
It's, this is why I play Hearthstone ranked at like six o'clock in the morning because all the people who are really hardcore yes. Hearthstone aren't up. I totally yeah. get that. Strategize. <laughs> huh. There's no judgment. Yeah. Uh, so, Brie, what are you playing other than other? Than, well, I guess you're probably finished. Probably were finished with Tomb Raider by. No, this week. I'm not finished with Tomb Raider. <laughs> Talk to you another three hundred times, Steve Lubitz. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, do you know gamer peer pressure? Do you know gamer peer pressure? Yes. Oh yeah. And it's like you know where it's like I don't know someone has like steadfastly refused to buy Wii U oh, to Jesus. play Splatoon with her. With her, her. Oh, I her thought we were going to go on someone and... else. And I was all like, "Yeah, that's horrible." Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, let's no, peer pressure somebody else. <laughs> it's about me. I'm going to stop talking now. So <laughs> I don't like Bethesda games generally. I don't. I think their lighting sucks. I think like they are huge canvases. I think the animation is terrible. What's what's one um, of the Bethesda games? I'm sorry. What would name me one? Fallout, uh, Daggerfall, Fallout, Skyfall, Skyrim, okay, Skyfall. That's a different Bond game movie, entirely. Skyfall, and also the game that's Skyrim. the sequel to GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I don't know. Yeah, Georgia, we were talking earlier in the show about how like showing the human cost of violence, but that's the game would be the opposite of that, where you're out just killing animals, people, things, just for no reason whatsoever. Like, it's not really justified in the story. There's no uh, emotional cost to it. It's just procedurally generated content. And so I didn't want to get Fallout 4 because I've not really ever enjoyed a Bethesda game. But so many people were talking about it. I said, fine, fine. I will give it a shot just so I can talk about it intelligently. And um, I have to say, it is a lot better than Fallout 3. And Mm. I've probably put about 15 hours into it so far, and I am enjoying myself. So I've been playing a lot of that. I've been playing a lot of Tomb Raider. Um, I made the mistake of picking up Call of Duty Black Ops 3, which, oh my god, I blasted Halo 5 last week, and I am so sorry for blasting that when it is such a better game. (laughs) than Call of Duty Black Ops 3. I loved the campaign in Advanced Warfare. Hmm. I loved it. It was awesome. Like, there was this... I'm going to spoil the ending to it. Like, so you're you're beating evil Kevin Spacey who gives you this robot hand after your hand gets blown off. And then at the very end of the game, Kevin Spacey is hanging off the building holding onto your robot hand. And then you get the knife and you saw off your own robot hand and Kevin Spacey falls to his death and goes, no! And then it's like this loop of like, I reject your technology, Kevin Spacey. So it was like a cool plot, right? Oh, oh that's the same way that Pay It Forward ended. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 sucks. And not even Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica can save it because it sucks. And it's terrible, and I cannot recommend anyone play this game. Wow. Go get Halo 5 instead. Wow. And know that wow. everything I said or last week... Or don't, or get Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, or, or go buy Tomb Raider. It'll be much better. No, it's it's terrible. So, um, yeah. I'm basically playing a game that I, I'm, I'm kind of not enjoying, Fallout 4, to just prove the internet wrong. Like, oh, you you're said I couldn't it. play this? <laughs> Bring you're it playing on. It. You're playing it in spite <laughs> Right. Well, eventually I'm going to get the, you know, it's like right now I have to like, you know, kill a raider and then I'll get their armor and I'll boil it to make it tougher. Eventually I'll get the Honda Accord power up in the game. I'll just be driving around the fallout world, (laughs) running people down in a Honda Accord. It'll be excellent. It'll be great. Brido. Brido. Honda Accord dough. I I, I want you to develop this mod on your next plane trip, Brie. I will. this needs to happen. 
I will, damn it. <laughs> Rev 60, Panda Suits, and Honda Doe. Uh, Honda Accord Doe. Uh, so, so, Maddie, what are you playing this week? Um, okay, still fighting games. So I, I'm working on this video for work about fighting games. I don't know when it's going to be up, but uh, it's going to be about like Soul Calibur and some other things. And um, so I played this game Darkstalkers, which is like one of the first examples of sexy game. ladies in fighting games. <laughs> A noted pet peeve of mine. Um, and if people don't know what it is, it's like the first games that Morrigan was in. And Morrigan is like noted sexy character fighting games now and um i had i had never i actually had to play these games i thought this was going to be a situation where i was like oh i'm playing darkstalkers for the first time but no i was like oh my god i remember this game it's all coming back to me like me and the people that i played fighting games with in high school played this all the time i just played so many fighting games back then that it's it's like it becomes part of your brain in a weird way. And so I was like having this out-of-body deja vu experience playing Darkstalkers. Where I was like, oh my god, the Little Red Riding Hood is in this game. I remember playing as Little Red Riding Hood all the time. Anyway, it was really weird. So yeah, I, I hope that video comes out okay. And I'll, I'll tweet it out whenever it's done. Um, and Do you also like the, Dark Soccers? Do you like Dark Soccers? I liked it okay. I mean, I, I liked it a lot when I was younger. I just had completely forgotten about it. Um, playing it as an adult now, I feel like all I notice are the things that I hate about it. Like the fact that the opening animations for it like show Morrigan and her sister literally naked. And it's like mm-hmm. panning around them and they're naked. And I'm like, really? What are you doing? But... You know, it was the nineties. <laughs> it was I mean, I feel like mechanically that game really, really holds up well. Yeah. Especially oh, absolutely. Darkstalkers three. Um, and it, it brought a lot of innovation to the fighting game genre at the time. Like air blocking didn't exist until that game, like supers being implemented. I think it was the first game to implement super, certainly as Yeah, as with well like the bar at the bottom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um it came with a bunch of new fighting styles. Um I don't know. I mean Maybe it's because it was the 90s, but I can get past that. And, like, Morgan still one of my favorite characters to she play with. She was pretty rad, yeah. Yeah, it's, Lilith, excellent. Yeah, Lilith, and, Lilith and, and Morgan are the two yeah. naked characters. But, yeah, I mean, as a kid, it's like I just was so desensitized to that stuff. Or it was just part of the background of the world to me. And I only cared about the mechanics. And I think that's still true of me now. But I actively have to try to shut that off and be like, well, what would somebody doesn't know anything about the mechanics in these games think about them and what how would that person react to this and and i think the answer is unfortunately not not so good but so anyway speaking of that um you guys probably saw this on the internet a little bit but the street fighter 5 beta went up for like two seconds this weekend and they changed some camera angles <laughs> did you guys see yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah. and the thing with uh with armika's like slapping her butt before yeah she her, like, yeah really? so armika yeah. slaps her butt and they changed the camera angle so that you can't really see her doing it anymore um and they changed some camera angles so that you can't look directly at cammy's crotch for like a long time like they changed some pretty significant camera angles only with regard to female characters and um gamers have noticed and they're really mad and i'm very hilarified by it so i wrote an article about it but also i've been laughing a lot at it so if anybody needs something to laugh at 
then check that out. (laughs) Because we've redefined censorship as when a company voluntarily decides to make a change. Yeah. And I really loved, uh, I would love it if Capcom would come out and actually admit the reason why they changed these camera angles, which I would assume is because they finally figured out that it's really dehumanizing to focus on Kami's crotch and like a character's butt for two seconds. Like I, I would like it if they would actually come out and be like, yeah, we actually thought that that camera angle was dehumanizing and that's why we changed it. But they're not going to do that. Instead, they just sent like a passive aggressive tweet being like, the game's still in beta and we're going to change some stuff. Get over it. Which I still appreciated that they were like telling people to, to stop complaining and that changes would happen. But I do think it was an editorial decision on their part because I have to look for the good in everything and I want to believe, but I don't actually know the reason why they changed the camera angles. I mean, I can assume, but they haven't said that. Anyway, people are mad and it's really funny and those people should get over it. The end. Also, the beta is still fun. <laughs> anyway, Steve, what are you playing? So I, uh, so I got my Xbox and so I bought the bundle that had Gears of War, which I'm probably never going to launch, and Rare Replay and Ori in the Blind Forest. Ooh. And I've been playing Ori a lot. Like when I, Ori has game. been the game that I've been playing when the children are awake. Right. Um, as opposed to Tomb Raider when they're asleep. And I am in love with this game. Isn't this a beautiful game? It's so good. Oh, gosh, it's, it's like first, game. like the beginning of it made me feel a lot of feelings. Yes. And it's it's a really difficult platformer, but yeah. I find it really calming just because of the aesthetics, like the music and the and the mm-hmm. graphics. It has it has an amazing the, the, the music is hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, the soundtrack's actually on Apple Music and it's it's uh it's it. really, really good. Yeah, it's good for like working to just to kind of as a calming like it's a lot of piano music and stuff like that. It's beautiful though. It's like up there with the Journey soundtrack, I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can't wait till you finish it. Yeah, oh. I'm really I'm I'm like a third of the way through it, I think, and I'm oh. I'm really I I had Axiom Verge on my short list for indie game of the year, and I'm pushing it off for this probably because yeah. it's mm. it's, I, I fully it's way it's way better. It does a lot of things better, and it does a lot of, a much better job of making you care about the story even though the story is really presented very sparsely it, is there it, is there like writing in it there's not right it's there's just, a little bit there are there's, a, there's like bit. a few lines of dialogue that kind of show up as like you know like text on the screen okay uh, no it, there's no it, spoken it has, dialogue yeah but there's a there's a there's a strong storyline in it yeah okay so huh. all right but i can't recommend this game enough i i mean is it's it? difficult it's it's <laughs> very it's very difficult but yeah, uh it's hard but yeah but i i'm loving it and i I'm pl- I've started playing the the new Hearthstone expansion, but I can talk about that next week because that's going to be getting a new wave every week for a month. Forever. So I'll, I'll save that for I'll save that for next week. But I like that a lot too. Cool. So, um, okay, so we have an announcement we need to make uh, before we before sure. we wrap up. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, so um, I have to tell our listeners something pretty sad, and so I I hope they'll be understanding about it. Um, I'm going to be departing the show and I'm going to be working with my band on an album that people have probably seen me obnoxiously tweeting about for a really long time because we're working on a full length album and it's taken up a lot of my time. So I just really hope that our listeners will be understanding about it. And I thank my co-host for being so understanding and, and cool about it. And yeah, so <laughs> there's going to be one more show that I'm on after this and so I'll still be here for that, and I'll be around <laughs> on the Twitter sphere talking about projects like that. So, yeah, uh, 
I guess I would just say thank you to you guys for, for letting me do the show oh. for so long and, and being so sweet about letting me go do my album for a bit. And I'll miss you guys. Miss you too. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's not going to be the same show without you, but we are, we are still going to be doing the show. So nobody has to worry that we're going to, you know, we're going we're gonna to stop. But So we're going to have our, our send-off for Maddie next week, and then we'll, uh, we'll And, have oh, some- boy, do I have some nonsense <laughs> planned? Oh, you better believe it. I hope your body is ready, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, Maddie, I, I wish I, we're very sad that you're leaving. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, we've gotten through a year and a half of shows together. And, you know, these things do happen. And I think, um, you know, isometric listeners, we are in talks with a lot of different people about, you know, who we're going to bring on, uh, you know, to kind of fill Maddie's slot on this game. And Maddie, it's not going to be the same show without you. But I also think it's going to be a chance for us to shake up our formula a bit and kind of get um, a bit of a new perspective, which is what isometric is all about. So um, I'm, I'm sad that you're leaving, but I'm also excited about where we're going. Going from here, so yeah. right on, right on. I I think that it's one of those uh, things. I'm I'm so happy that we uh, got to do this show um, together. It was so much fun. I wish you all the best with everything that you do, and you'll always be part of our family. Yeah, I'm an isometric worker for life, guys. <laughs> you still have to do the you still have to do the transformers <laughs> noises every week, if, whether you're not on the show. Or oh not, yeah. So. <laughs> right, right, right. That's true. <laughs> every every night at eleven p.m., I'll look into the sky and I'll go, <laughs> and you guys will hear it. That's it. Uh, That's okay. it. So, any other any anything else <laughs> that we need to tell anybody about before we uh, before we let these people go? George is on the Fidcast. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not this week. Um, I'm going to be doing a radio show, uh, a psychology call-in radio show next Thursday what? Uh, called Straight Talk with, yeah, with Sandra Reich. My uh, friend has her uh, new radio show coming in. Cool part is, is you guys can um, call in. <laughs> <laughs> ask Georgia about orcs. Oh, no. I shouldn't have said this out loud. Now, Bree's going to call in and ask <laughs> I have some okay. major problems with this co-worker from Canada, and I need to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, she said that she oh, wasn't God. scared of my Honda Accord and <laughs> and uh, very, I don't know, it was parasit, parasitic or whatever. Or parasitizing. <laughs> Parasitoxic biology. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link to it. Did they screw, they screw the, call, the calls, I hope, Georgia? It's from Voice America. That's they a good don't. point. They don't scream them <laughs> so at all. Now, after this, now I'm scared. That could be, this could go very interesting. Uh. Can I just call up and like talk about problems like Candy Crush that are yeah. that are really interfering with my life? Yeah. Like I can't become the Candy King. Can you please help me, George? I'm this? having this problem with this mission in Shadow of Mordor. Mm, Can you walk me yeah. through it? Yeah, you should host a call-in show like that, Georgia. What level is it? What level are you on? <laughs> we have to do this. I don't remember. This is important. Everyone, wait. Uh. All right. So as always, you can find the show notes for the show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can uh, send us feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. Rate and review the show on iTunes. And uh, you can also download the Relay FM app. We broadcast the show almost every week live on Thursday nights. Uh, not this week because of scheduling, but normally we do. So you can get a text uh, – 
a push notification whenever that happens and listen to us live. And you can follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good. And Brie, where can people find you? Uh, at Parasitology <laughs> on, a, on the Twitter machine. And Space Cat Gal. And Space Cat Gal. And on TV. I'm going to be on your TV soon. You'll be there in your home staring at this box and there will be a loopy looking right be, at you. Will you be in a Honda? I will be. I'm going to ask them to depict me in a Honda Accord. In a Honda show. Accord with a cow You guys got to get Honda go. Accord as an advertiser on this show. That's that's my assignment for you all. You got to get them. Uh, right, right. Come on, right. Mike, get on it. No, it's just going to be this dark cord like... <laughs> and that's just going to be Brianna Wu sitting in a Honda Accord with my with my thousand yard stare. I and, like that. I like yeah. that. And Maddie, where can people find um, you? I'm still at Samus Clown, uneventfully. Nothing has changed. It's still Samus Clown. In Georgia. Oh, at Georgia <laughs> underscore Dow. I was totally. I was totally thinking of Bri in the Honda. <laughs> I had the theme music playing oh my in my god. head. I'm like, you know, the pulling out. I had a full scene playing. Oh my god! I thought I was done. I'm like, oh, that's the sequel to Mad Max. Honda. That could be really scary. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, it's Georgia. Uh, uh, it's at Georgia underscore Dow. It's something like that. You'll find me. So thank you as always for listening. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this nonsense and isometric workers transform and roll out. <laughs> 